0: Welcome to Human Dreaming, the podcast for Curious Dreamers. I'm your host, Britt Shefflin. I have questions for my therapist.
1: <laughs> this is what happens when you're, you interview know, friends.
0: <laughs> That's right. So part two. Part two. We learned so much about herbs for sleep and dreams, and we talked about sleep hygiene and or bedtime routine, Mm -hmm. as we've dubbed it, dream work, herbal lore, and all sorts of other fun things in the previous episode. But now we get to talk about you and your dreams and what dreams are like for you. So just starting out with a very benign question, do you dream journal? And if you do, what is that process like for you? I do not dream journal
1: regularly. I wish I did. I would really like to. For me, to be perfectly honest, it sometimes it just feels like another thing that I have to do. Like it turns into a chore and I I want to get better at not having those feelings towards it. But that said, I when I have really gotten into the practice of journaling regularly the things that i have discovered about myself my subconscious have been insanely profound and this is going back into my 20s so like over 20 years you know i've and they still like these things that i learned Through dream journaling in my 20s, still come up in my life in my 40s now. So I know how valuable of a tool it is, but I'm human, so (laughs) you know, I just I just wish I could do it more regularly.
0: I will say that once you get to a point of good dream recall, it's not necessary to write down every dream. The only time that that's really necessary is when you're building a practice of dream recall. Mm-hmm. So people who don't remember their dreams at all or have a really hard time hanging on to them before they slip away, that would be when you would want to create a practice of dream journaling every day and that might only last a few weeks or a few months until it becomes habit for you to remember. Yeah. Those dreams so I you know, as long as you're writing down the ones or otherwise telling or in some way expressing or being able to hang on to those dreams it's not really necessary to journal
1: that makes every sense. dream that
0: comes your way it's kind of the same way when you're journaling about your day you don't need to write down every single detail only the things that are pertinent
1: exactly for me it's the things that i want to look back on years later you know and same thing about journaling your day it's what you think might be relevant later you know yeah and I have a lot of predictive dreams and that's probably the biggest reason that I want to be documenting, you know, because a lot of the predictive dreams that I've had, I haven't realized that they were predictive until I looked at my journal, you know? Mm -hmm. It, they weren't, it wasn't like this thing happened and I could say, oh, I dreamt about that a few days or a few weeks or months ago it was me just randomly looking back at my journal and then realizing wait that happened (laughs) you
0: know so in that sense it's been it's been pretty profound for me as we discussed before the information that comes from the subconscious is important and it's unfortunate that it is ignored so often because it's all of our safety mechanisms all of our pleasure mechanisms you know the two kind of most important things about life are really housed there and then all of your behavioral mechanisms so it is really important to understand yeah what those are however you go about it which brings me to what process do you you use to understand your dreams
1: well beyond the the journaling I think the thing that I do most is just talking about them it's it's therapy you know Mm -hmm. it's like talk therapy like the more you put a a voice or like a name to these things that come up and a lot of it is just feeling you know that was
0: going to be my next question is are you paying attention to the feelings or are your dreams very literal or are they more symbolic what is that process like for you? Oh,
1: I think all of those things for me, yeah, just just naming all of it really helps to, I, I feel like I'm pretty good or I feel comfortable with my ability to maybe not interpret my dreams, but know what they mean for me, mm-hmm. you know? So I guess interpret them for myself. I I feel like I'm pretty pretty in tune with, kind of translate them
0: Mm -hmm. into my, into my life. But, uh. And is that like an unconscious process where you just kind of wake up understanding what they are or is there more of a methodical process to that? Not that I've paid attention to, no. So it's kind of more built in. So you've been paying attention to your dreams for a long time.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, ever since I had these kind of predictive ones that I journaled in my 20s, once I really realized how much they could mean, Mm -hmm. you know, once it was like really shown to me or once I tapped into that, then it's really been something that
0: that I try to pay attention to, for sure. Is there any type of belief from your family or culture or relatives that was passed down to you from childhood or what what was the perception of dreams growing up?
1: There really wasn't one I don't think. I I mean I guess I would say like the opposite if I if I had to choose, but yeah, my upbringing was not rooted in anything but what I was being told. Mm-hmm. You know, there wasn't a lot of room for for dreaming, I guess you could say. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean I think that they they were something that happened and not really like
0: looked into. So there were no putting of yarrow flowers under pillows. There were no putting of yarrow flowers under pillows <laughs> Well, that, that actually is pretty common and that even, like well, at least in North America, <clears throat> pretty common culturally that dreams are just kind of passed off as nothing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and regardless of whether people are agnostic, atheist, deeply religious, a little bit religious, mm-hmm. it isn't, there aren't very many traditions, at least in this, on this continent. Where dreams are really paid attention to. Although mm-hmm. I have come across a couple dreams where people might feel guilty about something from their religion, and that will manifest in dreams. That
1: makes sense, yeah. um, That's all part of the, the processing. process that
0: yes. happens too. Yeah. 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 Processing your culture and your religion, mm-hmm. your family dynamics, mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah. Did you ever have any religious guilt dreams?
1: No, but maybe that's because I don't feel guilty. <laughs> I, Good. I I just don't it wasn't for me and if if there is guilt it's not mine.
0: Yeah, you if just shame, never took it it's on. Not
1: mine. Yeah. No, it's, that's great. Yeah, it's theirs the mm-hmm. So I'm
0: okay with that. Yeah. As you should be. No need to take that on. Exactly. I love it. So <clears throat> we've talked about the way that you write down dreams that are important or process dreams that are important and, and how you go about doing that. So once you get information from those dreams, how do you apply it to your life? I think I probably put
1: it in the back of my mind to be honest. I I probably just compartmentalize it, like it's there, I'm aware of it, I know it's there, I can tap into it, I can relate certain things to it, but it's not something that I just kind of have on the front, in the forefront of my mind.
0: Well, I do know one way that you utilize your dreams that you've mentioned before, which is your creative ideas for your for your business and art and dreaming in herbs mm-hmm. so maybe you can tell us a little bit about
1: that it's been intense i was just looking at my journal i, I got back into the practice of journaling about a year ago and i was just looking back on that prior to talking and realized that a lot of these dreams that i was having were exactly a year ago this week which is pretty cool to be talking about it now but at that time, I was just kind of trying to find, a, maybe not necessarily another path, but, but like, I, I needed more out of life. I, I wasn't really happy with the job I was working on, you know, just a little more fulfilled, I guess. I, I was looking to be a little more fulfilled. So that was one way, but like Dream, Dream was one way that I was kind of tapping into certain things. But anyway, I uh, I started paying closer attention to just kind of, I guess, messages. That, you know, to sound too weird, but messages the universe was maybe something me like my subconscious, even. And I... I ended up developing this entire business out of that. I kept getting these like, I call them lightning bolts or lightning strikes in my journal. And I I really felt like like I was just, had all these ideas were just being downloaded into me during this dream state. And it was really wild. And I don't know if because I was paying attention to it, it felt bigger then maybe it was, but it felt really important at the time. I mean, still, it's it is important, you know. Some of these strikes that I was getting, like I don't I don't want to see if these ideas came to me in dreams because
0: it, they weren't really
1: things that I dreamt about. It was more like I would be in this dream state and start Like, some idea would come to me, whether it was, like, my logo or recipes would kind of come to me, and then I would, in sort of, like, a lucid state, kind of zero in on that, like, wait, what is this? I should be paying attention. And that zeroing in on that would kind of bring me out of sleep, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like, my brain activity was, like, "Mm -hmm." or
0: something.
1: And then it would be so strong and so fresh in my brain in the middle of the night. And I was still in this kind of like half unconscious state Mm -hmm. that I would know I needed to just grab my phone, open the notes and like write stuff down. I still have all these notes on my phone Mm -hmm. from, from that time. But it was all like recipe ideas. And like just the whole business kind of came to me in this... Way and I don't want to make it sound like like it was like poop oh, There was <laughs> like, yeah. it's been a lot of work for sure. No,
0: so you were putting in the work beforehand during the day, but then the ideas were being fully processed.
1: Yeah, and right. like maybe it was all on my mind as I slept, and that's why
0: I was kind
1: of they didn't come to me; they just kind of came together. Mm-hmm. I guess, and that's what dreams help us do is yeah. like, kind of tie things together. So I would get seeds of these ideas would make more sense and then I was able to write write it down and then play with it in my waking life
0: mm-hmm. and turn it into what it is. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit more of an incubation and then obviously you pass from dream into lucidity, mm-hmm. which is great because that helps with recalling it enough for you to to write it down. Yeah. But also, yeah, I mean that is you would be really surprised at how much of our history has changed because of those exact types of dreams where Mm. people like chemists it happens to chemists a lot so a lot of the like um i think benzenes came from dreams um like just seeing chemical structures so when you are working on a certain something then Mm. you do have like your your subconscious your unconscious is able to put all of those puzzle pieces together because so puzzle pieces that's yeah great.
1: yeah that's a great way
0: of- it's like a very creative time in your brain and so you have all the logic going on during the day and then you need to have the, the non-logic creative part of your brain working at night yeah. and then that's yeah you get those aha moments same thing like those aha moments that happen in the shower, like the lightning yes. strikes. Yeah. But <laughs> the shower moments. Yeah. But that's really interesting too because a lot of predictive dreams tend to happen in that roughly second REM cycle, which is that middle of the night, wake up, got to write that down yeah. before you forget it. It's
1: like three, four, five o'clock in the morning. For me.
0: Yeah. I used to have them a lot more, but they're not as frequent anymore. Mm-hmm. We're going to move on to a fun kind of creative exercise that I love to do, which is if you could create a public service announcement in any format to get an idea, a concept, a a daily practice, kind of any, anything at all that you think billions of people would benefit from. Billions? Yeah. Billions yeah. of people, yeah, you know, like a good chunk of the world mm-hmm. and there doesn't have to be any logic to it. It can be um, you know, transmitted through magic or hot air balloons or psychic abilities mm-hmm. or, you know, a billboard a text message like any way that you want to transmit it. it doesn't It can be logical or non-logical. Um, it could be any concept, thought, idea, word, anything that you would want to transmit like to billions of people, what would that concept be and how would you transmit it? Well I know
1: exactly how. Okay. A potion for sure. Ooh. <laughs> Just shit, like, you, you, you know? Definitely a potion. I've all oh, like my whole life I've been so like tree you know I mean what am I doing now <laughs> you know, I make potions but yeah something is something people would jazz what would my message be I'm just the fuck out <laughs> I love it didn't you actually make that potion I, that- I guess I did <laughs> that's so funny I guess I did uh, it's it's one of one of one of my one of my kids' favorites. Yes. <laughs> so, well, I made it but, yeah, so it's, it's too, it's like geared towards kids too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but also I will acknowledge the irony that telling people to calm down never works. So maybe it's not irony because it's this secret drops. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a potion.
0: <laughs> it's a potion. Yeah, they get yeah. the message through the potion, not you telling them what to do. They voluntarily mm-hmm.
1: If everyone would
0: just take it I easy I love <laughs> you know? it. Yeah, we could certainly use many doses of that potion yeah. these days, I think all of us. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I guess that's my that's my goal with the stuff I make too is just heal it and get this stuff into people's bodies everyone needs to heal your nervous system. I don't care who you are. <laughs> like there's we all have drama
0: yeah you know yeah and it's, it's true it there. yeah well, well we're being reminded of it constantly I mean, it's interesting like if you think about the stress of caveman living you know our ancestors didn't live very long and they had a lot of stress but they also had times in between where they weren't like when you had fight flight there was times in between where you didn't whereas we illogically because we're not actually under physical threat most of the time but yeah. because we're taking all that other stuff we have with our doom scrolling with our doom scrolling yeah. yeah so doom scroll during the middle of the day <laughs> not in the morning and not at night <laughs> yep. um, yeah i love that and potions take
1: your potions before during and after doom scrolling
0: yes i've been taking my potions and i have to say they they do make a huge difference and i have gotten it down to where i know how much to take when Mm -hmm. to take it and exactly how it's going to make me feel and i love that so i'm totally down with the the whole potions exercise and it really does help so um anything else that you would like to share that we may have missed or any asks of the audience Letting people know, again, where they can find you, what they should look for, any special requests that you have. Could be anything at all. I mean, like I mentioned
1: earlier, I I and you said that the Facebook group is, is a great place for this, but I am super interested in what people have to share, like, their own dream experiences, especially with, like, the dreams or, or, things that they've been able to create out of things that came to them in these unconscious states, mm-hmm. and, you
0: know. So um, could they find you been,
1: on Instagram to tell you about their, apocalypse? yeah, well, that's, the thing. I'm, I'm on Instagram, um, you have your Instagram, mm-hmm. you know, that human dreaming, mm-hmm. um, I'm there at High HighStreetTonics, uh, HighStreetTonics.com uh-huh. is their website, yeah.
0: And I would also add maybe listen, if you didn't already, listen to part one of this interview because that is where all of the herbal information and the sleep tincture recipe is, both in the episode as well as the show notes.
1: A lot of lore there too. A lot of, it's yeah, like herbal cool lore.
0: About. Absolutely. Um, yeah, some really, really interesting stuff. So, yeah, you guys heard it. Take your potions. Take the potions. Chill the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we all just need to tone down our nervous systems a little bit and heal by nervous system. A <laughs> little we'll rest and. In- Reset. Yes. Well, I can hear that our children are virtually banging on yeah. the door, and uh, they need some of those calm the fuck down drops. That's right. They might be turning rabid <laughs> <laughs> out there. Yeah, it's a beautiful day though, so it's gonna be out. they probably don't
1: need to feel their systems protect them at this stage that they're in
0: Yes. Protect. Yeah. Well, maybe we can get the kids on to talk about their dreams at some point, because that would be really cute. But in the meantime, thank you so much, everyone, for joining, and um, please reach out to Cherie on Instagram and her website, and in the meantime, check out that sleep, sleep tincture recipe, dream work from part one. and happy dreaming to you all welcome to human dreaming the podcast for curious dreamers i'm your host brit shefflin